In an ideal world, you've read this book, but if you haven't, this is your official spoiler warning. Ahoy, everybody! You are listening to Readers Also Enjoyed, the podcast where we dive into a topic, theme, or vibe by exploring it through four different books. I'm your host, Sophia. And I'm also your host, Adi. So we're still in our theme of Mermaids, Mortals, and Two Deep Waters. Last week, we covered The Deep by River Solomon, and this week, we're going to cover Into the Drowning Deep by Mira Grant. Before we start, we would like to apologize for any background noise. Listen, it is what it is. Um, yeah, you're going to hear some street noises, uh, dogs barking, cats meowing, Until maybe, who knows. Until we get sponsorships by Squarespace, we're going to have to, yeah. this is our makeshift setup, okay? You're just going to have to handle yes. it. I'm basically like a pillow fort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm out in the open and I have yep. roamers around me that are just going to make sound. There's nothing I could do about it. Yep, it is what it is. So thank you for your understanding. So as we said, today we're covering Into the Drowning Deep. Addie, you didn't finish the book, so I would love to hear your thoughts. I I have to admit, I DNF'd it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so I DNF'd it. Listen, I, I want to blame, like like getting in the way, all of that stuff. I had plenty of opportunities to read this book and I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to finish the book because there's something about the way that this book is written that just made it very difficult for me to get through it. I am not like a big sci-fi horror fan. I haven't, I haven't, we haven't, I, I think both of us haven't read that many sci-fi horrors. Uh, the one horror book that I read was Verity by She Sh- Who Shall Not Be Named because we don't like her. Oh God. <laughs> Yep, Miss Hoover. Miss um, Hoover. And I feel like that book, listen, say what you want about the author. It was a horror book. And at the time, I did enjoy it for its like suspense and like the tension that like the build up, whatever. And uh-huh. like this book, well, obviously, we're going to talk more about it later. But this book, while the story is so interesting, is filled with so much exposition that it kept Girl. like getting me out of the zone. Like, this, like you know how like you read and there's like a movie in your head? Like yeah. it's as if every single time there's a scene that's about to happen, imagine somebody stops, comes out, comes out like into the into the theater and just pulls out a yeah. presentation and is like telling yeah. you like yeah. details about specific fish or whatever. And it was just exactly. really hard for me to like get into the book. And that is like partially the reason why I DNF'd it. Uh, I'll say the other reason was because it was just, like, ADHD wall. It just made it impossible for me to get through the book. Like, I think they're tied, but it was a mix of those two reasons. Yeah, I mean, you can... I feel like for both of us, it was really, really difficult to get through this book. I decided to finish it because I was really curious to see what would happen at the end. Um, Addie kept telling me that... <laughs> that, she, that she read the spoilers and about the twists yeah. in the end. She's like, I've read up on it. I've read up on it. I, I'm not going to read. I'm not going to finish it. Yeah. And I was like, wait, there's like a twist in the end? What's the twist? I need to know. So that kind of like kept me going. How did you feel? Even though... About the end? Yeah. Honestly, underwhelmed. <laughs> okay, fair. Very underwhelmed. I was expecting something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, no, this book was so difficult to get through. Holy shit, man. Like, <laughs> do you know what pissed me off though? 
Because I was reading mm-hmm. reviews and people were like, this is a fast paced book. You're going to like rifle it. through it. I'm like, you're lying. No, no, no. People love this book. People, there were, there were reviews that I was uh, reading where people were talking about how there's like so much tension and it's so scary and gory. And I was like, where? Literally where? Where is this gore? Where is this? Like, there were definitely like moments of like gore and um, well, there's one moment that I can like really say like one or two moments, but um tension was very like here and there there were moments Mm. of it again it wasn't something that was sustained throughout the book which again made it really difficult to read like i think it's it's been a while since i've had to like really just like pull myself by the hair like drag (laughs) myself through a book (laughs) it took me how long to read this book like three weeks and it's okay. It's it's like it's almost five hundred pages, but mm-hmm. three fucking weeks. And there were actually it's probably more than three weeks, like a month. Yeah. Anyway, but um, it took me forever to 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 read this book. It was really difficult to get through. But there were some good aspects of it, which we will talk about everything um, as the episode goes along. Yeah, I tried both reading the physical copy, well, on my Kindle, and the uh, Spotify audiobook because I have. Uh, Spotify Premium, and I have access to it. Although Sophia doesn't, which I think is bullshit. Spotify, get your game up. Yeah, they don't. They haven't made it available in a lot of countries in Europe. Which okay, fine. Spotify, be like that, I guess, bitch. Um, I will say though, the reader, I have like one-sided beef with her because one of the characters I misread as the narrator, being, <laughs> the narrator. Uh, one of the characters I misread as being Australian, so when she used an American accent for them, I would get really angry. (laughs) (laughs) Who was it? Uh, Dr. Toth? Jillian Toth? Oh, yeah. Dr. Toth. Yeah, we're gonna talk about her. We're gonna talk about that beach. Okay. Okay, let's get into it. Um, so this book has a gigantic cast of characters. So many POVs. Too many people. Yeah, okay, look. I think my major my major issue with this was not that there were so many because keeping track of them and like kind of remembering who's who was fine. The thing is that they didn't like add to the plot at all. They kind of just like there would be an info dump of their background which kind of like um gave them some dimension. But there was no like character development, not for the like uh, characters that I consider like the primary cast and not definitely not for the secondary uh, characters either. So like all these people and all this information for what? For what? <laughs> for what? Like I have to like I'll give Mira Grant this. I think she's really good at like she doesn't just bring a character on and give you nothing about them. Like you'll learn so mm-hmm. much about them or like something about their background and then they die or they never they never come back we never see them again and like again this is like she's a talented writer in that sense i just feel like i was saying this throughout the the while i was reading um i was like this book needs an editor like why why are we getting so many characters it took me completely out of it and also it made it hard for me to like know who to care about do you know what i mean yeah that I was like, what's the I point? Completely like, literally, agree. if you're going to get rid of this character, it's not even about death. They they will just never come back again. <laughs> I'm like, why did I need to know their old life story? Like, you're wasting my brain space. I don't know. No, I completely agree. Like, she develops these characters enough for us to remember them, but that's yeah. it. Like, they don't develop. They just get a backstory, and that's it. Like, 
characters are such an important element in a in a story and i can tell that she has a lot of care mm-hmm. for them like the author mary grant like she cares about these characters but they're just super shallow like beyond their backstory there's nothing there they don't carry the plot they don't they don't yeah. do anything other than like they're researching they're like kind of like science stuff by the way i think we should probably give like a basic um, oh yeah <laughs> like Background. what this book is about <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, let's go. So, while we were reading this book, we didn't realize that it's kind of a sequel (laughs) to a previous book that came out. Kind Kind of, of. yeah. Uh, The first book did come out, like, it came out before the second book, obviously, but it's acting as a prequel. um, Mm -hmm. And that follows the, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Atargatis ship. That sure. was commissioned by Imagine sure. Entertainment, uh, which is like an entertainment company uh, that commissions these like mockumentaries uh, following mythical creatures. So they send out a bunch of scientists mm-hmm. and a TV uh, crew to the Mariana Trench to find mermaids. The motivation for the scientists is just to get some like, you know, it's an opportunity for them to do their own scientific research. And obviously the film crew is just trying to film this mockumentary. Turns out mermaids are actually real. And they're kind of like really scary and murderous and they killed a bunch of Mm -hmm. them. And uh, I think it was like after that, the Challenger Deep was sent to try and like scavenge, see if they can save anyone. No one was saved, but they did find some footage that went viral and a bunch of people were saying like, oh, it's a hoax. None of this is real, whatever. Yeah, the footage had, had mermaids, mermaids in it. it. Like they could see the they could see those like monsters, but nobody believed yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and in um, I think like in response to that, several years later, uh, Imagine uh, Entertainment sends another is like com- like you know bringing people in to send another ship out, which is the events of this book of this uh, the main book because the first one's kind of like a novella prequel, as uh, Addie said. So you have a like you know, your main characters who have ties one way or another to the previous ship uh, and people on the previous ship. And then you have a host of engineers, scientists, crew members, all of that stuff. Uh, and you're just following their journey into the Mariana Trench on the Melusine, which is the second ship that's going out into sea to film again, um, not in mockumentary style, but in documentary style, what happened with uh, the previous ship as well as to prove that mermaids exist. Again, like the scientists that are uh, going on to this uh, second voyage are there because they have their own reasons. Again, they're getting paid a lot. They, uh, it's, a, it's a great um, opportunity for them to do their own research. And if they find mermaids as well, okay. Uh, but really, they're not there for that. They don't really think that it's real. Um, some do. Let's talk about the characters for a second. Um, let's talk about Tori. Tori is definitely not my favorite character. Um, I don't like Tori either. <laughs> totally but honest. the reason why I want to talk about her first is because she's kind of presented as though she's like the lead in the cast of characters. Like it's her kind of like revenge story that we're kind of tracking, yeah. right? Because her sister was a presenter that went on the previous voyage on the Atragatis, and um, she wants to know what happened to her sister. That's kind of her, like, motivating force throughout this, in the beginning, let's say. Um, But, yeah, though her kind of motivation is the strongest, it completely dissipates as the story goes on. There's, there's again, there's no through line. She didn't really have 
a driving goal after she gets on the ship other than just kind of like research and science babble and sonar waves and mm-hmm. stuff like that and yeah the the avenging my sister plotline kind of like disappeared it's not there anymore yeah. <laughs> i mean like I, like you mentioned i didn't it so i don't know like how the last 40 percent of the book goes um but mm-hmm. i do think like she kind of she kind of gets on the boat and maybe it's because we're hearing there's you know there's a point where the the start of the book we're following her the entire time uh like not the actual mm-hmm. like the like the intro with like the weird like different uh literary devices like the the flashback framing devices yeah. um but yeah. the moment like the book actually starts we're following her uh like on this ship like announcing for like tourists and stuff and like how she's like like that's her first job and we're like meeting her parents and whatever and there's like a lot of focus. Oh yeah, she works on like a whaling boat where she with like tourists yeah. and stuff. Like she gives them tours of the of the ocean around yeah. where she lives. So we're getting like a lot of like focus on her, and then kind of the intros of other characters. And then we get on the boat, and then like mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't know. Maybe like it's just me, but like I feel like we didn't hear from her that much. And when we did, it wasn't like motivated by you know the same motivation she had at the beginning of the book. So I definitely yeah, agree with you. Absolutely. But yeah, that was really disappointing. Even though I didn't necessarily care from the beginning, I'm not going to lie. I don't think that Tori was that much of a compelling character. Also, there was this one moment which was so cringy because she's like really like obsessed with finding out what happened with her, with her sister. Like she's been doing research since she found out her sister died seven years ago. Um, there's this line where she's out uh, with her parents. I think she's like, <laughs> they've gone for dinner and she goes... Mom, I'm already broken. <laughs> and I'm like, girl! <laughs> what? Why yeah. would you say it? Like, it's like so Tumblr 2014. Yeah. Oh, well, what is that? This book was written in 2015, no? <laughs> <laughs> Not an excuse. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was written in 2017. It is set in 2022, though, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's why I thought it was set. It was written like a year ago or yeah, something, yeah. or like by the latest twenty like twenty nineteen or something. I thought this was a pandemic project. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly all the like exposition makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I don't think I cared that much about Tori either from the beginning. I think what interested me more was when we started learning more about like the other characters. I think okay, I really like Jillian Toth. Um, mm. And I was more interested, let's say, in her and her dynamic with with Theo. Um, but yeah, Theo, with Tori, I was yeah. like, "Well, that's that's fine. We get it. You're like a main part of the story because your sister died on the ship, so like we can follow yeah. you there." Um, how, how is she in like the second part of the book, though? Um, <laughs> Tori basically has like this. I don't honestly. Nothing happens with her. There is one <laughs> moment okay. where. Because uh, in the third act, things kind of like really pick up, which is, <laughs> I think that was the best part of the book, the third act. Mm-hmm. Um, things pick up. There's like an attack going on from the from the mermaids, who by this point we know are actually sirens. And um, there's a part where she's like standing outside, and a small like a like a like a teen siren like comes up to her and she starts freaking out and she has nowhere to go so she just jumps off the ship which makes no sense <laughs> she literally just jumps off the ship and we're like oh, okay so she's dying but it turns out first of all she's in a soup of sirens who are all like crawling their way up 
into the ship, okay? Mm-hmm. But she just couldn't, like, figure out... She couldn't, like, run in one direction because it would, these things are, like, super, super fast, so she knew it would catch her. Mm-hmm. She didn't know what to do, so she, she just jumped ship. And then... I mean, visually, the the this part of the book was interesting. Like, she's kind of in this, like, vast ocean, and she's, like, trying to, like, swim back up because, you know, the plummet from the ship was, like, it, like dragged her, like, took her really yeah. deep. So she's, like, trying to swim up, and she's, like, seeing the bioluminescence in the, in the mermaids and how they're, like, they're, they're um, some of them are swimming up and some of them are swimming down. Apparently yeah. none of them are paying attention to her. Uh, are to, you like, kidding? To, like, eat her, to, like, catch her. No, none of them. It's, like, she's not even there. So she's okay. kind of, like, and her idea of, like, how to get out of this, literally, I'm, like, there's no way anybody could survive this. So, okay. There's this tube underneath the ship that leads to a pool, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's like a research pool. The 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 tube basically sucks up like water and like creatures and stuff mm-hmm. so that the scientists in on the ship can like study them. Yeah. She's like, "I'm going to get sucked through that pipe. That's what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it to the pool, okay?" But she has and to like And it's under the sw- ship. Yeah, it's under the ship. It makes no sense how she survived this. She, like, has to swim under the ship. First of all, she has to swim in a sea of of sirens. She has to swim under the ship. The ship is gigantic. It's huge. It's, like, the size of, like, football fields or something. And so she has to, like, swim underneath, find the tube, uh, swim up the tube. Then when she gets to the top of the tube, it's, like, closed like it's like sealed with this like uh, plastic thing and she can't make it out. So she's like banging on the on the thing. How she still has any breath in Literally her, I how? don't know, like any oxygen in her. She's like banging on the thing. Then someone like comes and grabs her, takes her out. But like there's literally no. it makes no sense. Like no. like from from the point where she dives to go to get under the ship, I would have died. Like, by the time I got to the tube, I would have been dead. There's no way. There's no like, way. How is she holding her breath for 20 minutes? Like, we're supposed She's... to believe that she... This is a science fiction book? Like, fuck yeah, off. Literally, it makes no sense. I think Tori should have died. Um, even though I'm glad that she didn't. But from that scene, like, she should have died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know why I got so worked up about that. But literally, there's no way that she survived that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, talk about the kind of POV switches. Did the scenes get like confusing for yes. you at some point? Were you like, whose head am I in right now? Because it would. She, there's a lot of head hopping. There's a lot of head hopping. This was another thing that also made it hard for me to stay in the book was the constant like POV switches. And I think mm-hmm. it's because, wait, correct me if I'm wrong. It's third person omniscient perspective. I honestly can't tell. I think it's 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 some kind of mix between third person uh, and and uh, third person om- omniscient. Like, there's definitely a narrator there, but yeah. I haven't read a book like this before. the The narrator or like the POV felt like a camera. Like you said that, Addie, right? Like it felt like a film camera. Yeah. Just like moving from character to character, situation to situation. Just like there was no. I could I can't tell I can't tell for certain yeah there was a narrator or like no like it, yeah. It, it, yeah I don't No know. obviously that works like in a film because you have visuals to match it. 
Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. you're not just you can you're basing it off of what you're seeing, but when you're reading, it kind of gives you a sec. You have to take a second to be like, oh, we switched. I don't. I didn't know that we switched. Like mm-hmm. especially if the tone doesn't change or anything. I think like not to bring up the previous episode. There were uh, POV switches in the previous episode. Uh, when like the book that we discussed in the previous episode. But I think the difference was that that was done super well and like made sense for the uh, like storyline specifically because we mentioned how. You know, not to talk about that book too much, but like the main character leaves us in the state where we have to remember their memories and then we're like in their memories, which makes sense. Like there's a transition Mm -hmm. that we can like recognize, like, okay, we're in a different state right now. Whereas this Mm -hmm. book, who knows? You just choose when you're switching POVs. You hope that your your readers follow along. And I I am going to criticize her for this because I don't think she did it well. Uh, There are a lot of things that I think it's just like a like a personal like I it just didn't resonate with me, but I don't think she did this well. I mean, I think that it worked for the most part. It was just, for me at least, for me it worked for the most part. It was interesting. Again, I hadn't read anything like this before, but I just think that there were moments where where it lacked clarity. Like, I did find myself being like, who who is this? Who's talking here? I, I don't know who's talking here. But for the most part, I think she did it well. Like, I followed who was who, like, pretty well. I think her strengths in this book are structure like structurally like she kind of knows what she's doing i feel like so mean criticizing her like (laughs) like this here's here's what's confusing is that there's so much that i liked about the book and it's it's just because it didn't work for me like there's a lot where i'm like i it just didn't work for me personally but there's a lot that i can can, like i can you know i can celebrate her for this the pov switching is the one thing where i was like give me a second because my dogs are just your dogs are just going wild. They're just like They're going at EDM, it. clubbing, <laughs> just like. <laughs> um, but yeah, the POV switching for me, I think this was actually something that I saw a lot of like criticisms for as well, um, yeah. where, where they were like, um, the story is really interesting. I love the characters. The POV, the POV switching was kind of confusing. I agree. I mean, I don't, because I didn't think it was that confusing. There are just, like, moments for me where I just didn't know where I was. But um, I do think that if, if let's say, the characters were cut down to an essential few... Oh, then I don't think I would have an issue with it. I think not only, not only would it be less confusing, but there could have been so much more suspense and tension. Mm-hmm. Because we wouldn't be seeing so much from all these different perspectives. You know what I mean? There would have been a little bit more mystery, a little bit more like, I don't know. I just like, I don't think that seeing so much served the the genre. Yeah. Let's move on and talk about, what would you like to talk about next, Addie? So there's a character, another character in the book, Olivia, who is essentially Tori's sister's replacement. Mm. A little bit of a spoiler. Tori and Olivia kind of start a relationship. What did you think of the relationship? It was from zero to 100. Can I just say that the, ma- the main events in this book are uh, happen over two days. That's it. <laughs> September 2nd, September 3rd. Okay? I didn't make it make sense, okay? Like, every time I would, like, uh, every time a new chapter would come up, I'd be like, how is it still September mm-hmm. 2nd? How is it still September 2nd? Anyway, but uh, yeah, no, I think the that relationship was like completely, like at some point, <laughs> who was it? I think Olivia calls herself uh, her sister surrogate, which is so weird. Olivia calls <laughs> I hated that. 
herself. Herself. The girl that she's yeah. dating. Her sister surrogate. Her sister surrogate. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's totally normal. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, God, yeah, I didn't see, like, I can, I can tell, I can tell, because when I, when I, when I, uh, when she was introduced in the beginning, and we're like, oh, this is her sister's replacement, I'm like, okay, there's going to mm-hmm. be tension there, there's going to be, like, and we'll, we'll see where it goes, like, maybe they kind of, like, find a way to become friends or whatever, but, no. like... I feel like the romance part of it was such a kind of waste of my time. Like I love uh, FLF, FLF um, uh, WLW. Really, like, <laughs> dope, dope. I, it's both. Okay. I've seen. I've seen Fair. both. Um, but I've seen like those. Re- I've read those relationships, and I don't think this was that compelling because there was no time to develop it. Yeah. Like, the reason why Olivia and Tori get together is because Olivia's friend slash cameraman fucking yeah. dies, gets eaten by a by a siren, and she's, like, in shock, and that's, like, the way that she kind of, like, tries to forget about it or, like, process her feelings, which everybody processes their feelings <laughs> the way they yeah. process their feelings. But, like, I don't know. I just, I felt like it felt really rushed. I, I yeah, I, fe- I felt it and was shallow. a little... Yeah, I felt it was a little random. I felt it was a little, like, forced a little bit. Because I was like, mm, mm, mm. in the midst of everything that's happening, you guys have a moment, you have, like, a moment to just stop and be like, oh, by the way, I like you. Do you like me? I like you. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, it was it was out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. it. I didn't connect with it at all. Again, not to bring up the previous book, but there is, like, a, you know, romantic relationship between two perceived women in the previous book and i thought that that was done pretty well because we have like it makes sense for such a short like span like this is what that book is one fourth of this book like the size of this book and yeah i just felt like there wasn't enough time perhaps if there were fewer like moments of exposition and fewer uh characters and they spent more time developing their like relationship then i would have been rooting for them it just felt really random that they were able to like each other this much so quickly. I just didn't get it. I don't know. God, the exposition literally made me want to tear my hair, like rip my hair out. Couldn't do it. I was at some point I had to put it down. I was like, if I read one more parentheses, there were so many parentheses in this fuck. Why? Why are there so many parentheses? Can someone explain? Like what? And they're long, bitch. They're long. They're like two pages long. Why? <laughs> Why? It made me laugh because I was like, already the exposition is too much. Why are you bothering putting things in brackets? I'm like, why are you? Why are you bothering with that? Like, you might as well just put like leave everything out. You're already doing too much with the exposition. Like, for example, there was an there uh, there was the introduction of these two new characters past sixty five percent. It might have been even seventy percent. Uh, Gregory and Daryl, who are these like engineers? Oh yeah, I and at that, that point, I, I mean, at that point, I was like, "Why are they here? Why, why, why do I get so much about Gregory and Daryl?" Like, I understand that they come in and help like one of the characters in the third act, like during like a uh, the the conflict part. But like, do I need to know this much? Uh, like new about new characters? Like they're back? Like I don't. <laughs> and it was why so frustrating to me. <laughs> <laughs> What was so frustrating is that it it actually, like, I wasn't bored necessarily reading about them, but you made me care about a character and then you never brought them up again. Or maybe they you didn't, like, later in the book, but they're not that important and the book wouldn't have suffered, the story wouldn't have suffered without them. Like, that's what I don't understand. I feel like 
there's so much of the story that exists that's not necessarily boring, but it's too much. It takes away from the main story. And if it wasn't there, it would make no difference. I don't need to know. It gets know very bogged down. And for, and for a story that has so much like science babble, which honestly, I kind of, I like the way that was presented. I, I enjoyed reading those parts because it was so clear and, and it was like for people who don't understand science. Like there was a lot of that. But like you add... On top of that, all that exposition, all these parentheses, all these characters, you bog down the plot. It just gets super bogged down. Like, and people who say that there was so much tension, I'm like, what tension? Where? Where, where did you find the tension? Like, between <laughs> the, par- the, the freaking uh, parentheses? Like, where? Where was, where? Where was it? You there was tension the in, like, tension. some of the main... There was, there were, there was some tension in, during the, like, main... Uh, main points of the of the story like for example there was this one character heather who uh took the took a submersible down into the trench and that was like the first time that we see the mermaids there was so much tension in that scene and we're like and you know we had like a little bit of hope that okay maybe she'll like get away from them or whatever there was tension in that scene and it was done really well but like it's like finding it's like a needle in a haystack. No, for real. Because yeah. I was I was just thinking I was like that was when I was like okay this book is like getting to like it's going it's really going we're gonna get yeah, more attention yeah. now. And then the several chapters after that, <clears throat> nothing. Like it was just like this is okay. Speaking of Heather, why did nobody give a shit that she died except for her sisters? I think I have an answer for that. Okay, one of the themes that Mira Grant uh, tries to explore through through this book is kind of the selfishness of humankind it's kind of a collective character flaw in this for the cast all the characters are there for their own reasons as we said right they all have their own agenda these characters don't care they don't care they don't care about ray ray's death who is olivia's like friend slash cameraman um heather's death either and heather i I was kind of like looking forward to like reading more about yeah. her. To be honest, I kind of I really enjoyed like the the twins. Yeah. So Heather's uh, one half of the of uh, one half. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, another character's twin, and she is deaf. She has a disability, mm-hmm. but um, the way that uh, Mira Grant writes these characters, like talking about how uh, being deaf has affected their careers mm-hmm. and like their their kind of like interrelationships as well, like that was really cool. But back to the selfishness thing. When Heather died, they also found out that mermaids are real. Like they were like, this is one hundred percent concrete proof. We are all here for it. We are we're witnessing it. There are mermaids. So they were more. <laughs> excited about the discovery rather than horrified by it because basically the 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 whole point of this voyage was for them to find mermaids and they did so everybody was like more excited about that than uh you know freaking out about what happened there's kind of no sympathy from from anyone and they're just trying to get get ahead with their research um we kind of get the impression that uh most of the scientists on board are not only there because they have their own agenda and they're like, oh, great trip. I'm going to go on holiday and do this. It's kind of, they're, they're there for their personal gain. And there are yeah. some characters that really exemplify that. I didn't even get, what, what surprised me about this is that I didn't get the sense that there was sympathy for 
Holly, mm-hmm. who is uh, um, uh, Heather's sister, uh, twin sister, like Tori didn't have any sympathy for her, even though they're kind of like on the same boat now. They've both lost their sisters. It's like honestly thought that like Tori would be like somebody now understands what I'm going through to some extent. Obviously yeah. with, with Tori, yeah. the issue is that she could never prove like completely what happened to her sister. But like I thought she would, you know, connect with Holly to some extent. She doesn't give a shit. I actually couldn't believe yeah. it. She's like, let's just move on. Let's try and like the only person she cares about is Olivia and the reason why she cares about what happened to Olivia is because she's trying to get in her pants, bro. Like, this is so, like, yeah. weird. I don't like it. There's just something very, like, removed about the situation. Yeah. It's very... I think it's served well by the whole, like, camera lens thing. I think it kind of, like, fits the idea of, like, they're on a boat. It, and it kind of almost feels like they're in a liminal mm-hmm. space. Uh, so things are, like, really weird and, yeah. and and like, new and, like, just, like, not quite right. There's, like... Yeah, I think that's really well expressed through these characters. Like, they do not give a yeah. shit, bitch. What confused me, though, was that, like, okay, you don't, you don't care about uh, Heather, Heather's death. You don't specifically care about her. And you're more excited that, oh, my God, now we have, like, undeniable evidence that mermaids exist or mermaid-like creatures exist. That just proves that what happened to the uh, first ship, like was real and that these people were like murdered very brutally by these creatures why don't you care about that a little bit that factored Mm -hmm. in with throughout the book once they're on the boat (laughs) there are moments where they're 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 testing the safety shutters and they failed every single test and like i don't know if the scientists necessarily know that i'm pretty sure it's just the captain and um the engineers and um, mr blackwell who's like the engine like he basically organized and orchestrated this whole thing I don't understand how none of them are like, okay, we should worry about our safety because at the end of the day, like, you can, you know, make as many scientific discoveries as you want. If you die, but God dies with you. Like, I would have thought just for self-preservation, to some extent, they would care. But they literally don't. There's not a moment where we're actually seeing, like, the scientists with some concern. I think the engineers, we see some, like, concern on their side, but I don't know, man. They're all horrible people. Yeah. They're all horrible people. After Heather's death, someone says, sure, she was dead but her name would be associated with this uh, discovery forever. Like, what are you talking about? Girl, what are you talking about? That's so mean. But also, sounds to... Like, that was where I was like, oh, it's very believable that these are scientists who are trying to make a name for themselves, that they're jealous of Heather's death. Yeah. Um, And I do think Mira Grant, like, like wrote that very well. Because there wasn't a moment where I was like, this is not believable, or like, I don't believe the motivations of the scientists or any of the characters. Um, like I said, again, she writes the characters really well. She just, there's just too many of them. There's just too many of them and they don't do anything other than express these like thematic like ideas. They yeah. don't do anything for the plot. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's another quote, but it's, it's, uh, I don't think you read, uh, Jason's death. Did you, did you I get know to that? of, this is where I was like, let me just read the spoilers at this point. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jason is basically, a, um, no, Tori's, Tori's ex-boyfriend. Ex- Yes, he's her ex-boyfriend, and he's on the ship, and he used her name to get on the ship. Get the fuck out. Yeah, That's he what he used, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used her name to get on the ship because uh, he was like, oh, I know Tori. And Tori had to go on the ship because her sister, the whole thing with her sister, and Imagine is very aware of, like, of that connection, and they were, were trying to use it, use it for yeah. like you know PR purposes. But yeah, Jason uses her name to get on the ship, and 
he dies and he is an assistant to a scientist. Yeah. I know I know that the scientist is kind of terrible. That scientist he says after Jason dies, he says on the positive side, Jason's death meant the boy wouldn't be using any of his notes now, would he? Like you're horrible people. Yeah. You're disgusting yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're so bad. <laughs> but yeah, no one even like demands to turn the ship around, obviously. Like they don't quite grasp the gravity of like the situation at all. At all. At all. I think I think the only person that I can say actually has like and I, which is so confusing because I don't think she actually does anything with it. I think when we're in her like sort of POV, uh, Dr. Toth's POV, because at some point she's talking to uh, Mr. Blackwell after uh, Heather's death and is starting to realize what's happening. So Dr. Toth is a sirenologist uh, and is based... Scientologist. Yes, Scientologist, whatever. Oh this God. is a fake yeah. thing. So like, Yeah, it's not a real that. thing. <laughs> um, but she's based like her life's work and her studies on sirens and it was actually what prompted the first ship uh going out. It was her research that like encouraged the first ship to go out. So she has a lot of guilt and like shame tied to this, which is why she got involved into the second voyage. Um at some point after Heather's death, she's like talking to everybody and she's like she's talking to Mr. Blackwell, who's her uh ex-husband that's kind of like a weird no thing he's her husband but they, he, they're they like just separated. like never got a divorce yeah so she's talking to him and she's saying like hey man we need to turn the ship around people are gonna start dying like you need to pay attention to what's happening she like fights like for someone who comes off as very like tough and like stand strong on like what she believes in and whatever literally she fights for maybe two seconds and then they drop it it's almost like she's like, okay, I'm here under protest. And I'm like, I I'm going to have to assassinate this character for, for you. Because Dr. Toth let me down so no. hard. I was so no. mad when I read this. <laughs> she was my favorite. Okay, let's go. Um, I'm just going to read this quote to you. Okay. She says, I never said I wanted to protect or preserve them. As long as I get a few specimens to take apart at my leisure... I don't care if the Navy wants to roll in and nuke them all into the mythology they swam out of. This this is Miss Greenpeace. Okay? Literally this Ms. is Miss Greenpeace. Greenpeace saying this. At some point she talks this this is okay. This is shocking for me because there's one point where she's talking to I don't remember who it was. I think it was Louise and Tori where she's saying cuz they're talking okay, so there's a lot of themes of climate change and animal abuse. Like they talk a lot about it and it makes sense for like essentially like environmental scientists and at some point she starts talking about how like it's not you know it's not their fault that they're violent if they're real like we're coming into their turf and she's like really like humanizing them so this is shocking that that's where she like ends up yeah you know what she said i don't know if she says it or if it's like the narration that says it but it's like oh she only said those things for the camera get the fuck because there was a camera on her yeah dang Yep, character assassination. Wow. Well, there you go. I was so annoyed. I was so did, annoyed by this. Did it make sense for you at least like to read it? Like, does it make sense for her character or did it come out of nowhere? I feel like it doesn't make sense for her character, mm-hmm. but again, thematically, it ties in to the, that whole like out for themselves, about the hubris, the rotten um, ambition that they all have. Like, I think it ties into that, but I did not expect her to say yeah. that. So to be fair, they were like at, under attack. 
but still she was she kept telling them they're gonna like tonight we are all gonna die i want you to know that we're all gonna die and mr blackwell was like it's so ironic because he's kind of there like he's corporate mouthpiece like he's imagines like boy toy right and um He's here, he's here saying, like, no, we're not going anywhere because uh, we have to finish the mission. We have, to, uh, we have to basically know everything we can about them before we go back. And later on, it's revealed that the reason why he thinks it's so important for us to find out as much as we can about them, about the mermaids, is because if we don't, they immediately get cast in, like, a really bad light and uh, everybody's just going to come and start mm-hmm. hunting them. He's doing it to preserve oh, them. Oh, so it's like kind of like a plot oh, twist. Oh, how the turntables. Yeah. Oh, how the fucking turntables, bitch. Oh, my God. Speaking of Mr. Blackwell, do you want to talk about Mr. Blackwell and these dolphins? Because mm. this really, like, I was so yes, shocked okay, by this. The dolphin scene? The dolphin scene is insane. Okay. As we said, there are a lot of POVs. And some of the POVs are like of random fish or like of actually the mermaid stuff was actually really good. But one of the POVs was of these uh, three dolphins that have been brought on the Mm -hmm. ship with like a mission. Okay. They're like former, they used to, like they were bred. Some of them were bred, but some of them were like taken from the ocean and forced to be in like SeaWorld, right? Like the equivalent of SeaWorld. Girl, I don't understand. I literally, like I was dying the entire time I was reading this. <laughs> okay, let's tell Eddie said to me. Eddie said, I know. Let's tell the readers. Yeah. Basically, these dolphins, they are, um, um, let's just say that Dr. Toth is very against using these dolphins because mm-hmm. she's like, they have no, uh, like, how can they consent to this? You're sending them to their deaths. Yeah. Like, you can't do this. This is so unethical. Because they're, cause they're there. Theo Blackwell wants to use them as, like, to do recon. So he's going to send them out to, like, yeah. search for, like, where the mermaids are and then bring back information. Yes. And it's established that they have been, com- like, the people on the boat, they, on the ship, they've been communicating with these dolphins. And they've been, like... <laughs> They can, like, understand yeah. them a little bit. Like, it's like, yes, no. And, like, uh, they 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 basically believe that those dolphins, they understand how to take yeah. orders. And they're, like, hyper-intelligent animals. We know that dolphins are really smart. They but are. Like, yeah, of course they are. Not like this, though. Are you kidding me? They get sent out, and these dolphins have backstories, <laughs> lore, culture. There's a quote that I have to read. Yeah. I have to read this quote because I... Okay, this comes from one of the uh, dolphins called mm-hmm. Kearney. No comment on the name, but um, he's kind of like the rebel mm-hmm. dolphin mm-hmm. out of the three, okay? He, like, really gets a character, and he says... Humans could say yes and no and ask for fish. They could not discuss philosophy, the finer points of religion, the ideas of things that could only be done in dream. Humans were solid gravity-bound creatures with minds for solid gravity-bound things. They could build a ship. They could not write a poem. What, Literally, what are you, talking, are you about? talking about? Literally, what are you talking about? Like, I actually thought this was very interesting, but it completely took me out of the story. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> like, if you want to do... It was really interesting, but yeah, what are you talking about right now? Honestly, like, I wouldn't mind an, just a separate story of the dolphins. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> I love their POV. Um, but it was it was insane. I was like, you left science. You're like in just like an absurd magical world now. Like just like humanizing them and like what what are these thoughts they're having what do you mean humans can't write a poem we write poems <laughs> all the time from the perspective of like this is why i like this section i just don't think it made sense they're essentially these are mm. these are dolphins who have been in captivity for several like a, mm-hmm. a large portion of their life so they've only communicated with humans in one particular way and all they talk about is yes no and is there fish or do you want fish? Yeah. And we get the general understanding that they understand what the humans are saying. But but it's not like these these humans are talking to them about philosophy or poems or whatever. So they're saying like, yeah. they're yeah. saying from their perspective, from what they've seen, humans can only speak poems. Yeah. And I liked that yeah. kind of, but I feel like you can't just drop that in the middle of the story like that. You can't. Like, this is what I'm saying. Too many cooks in the kitchen. You don't need this much, this many POVs. As, as interesting as they are, you were like, this book is a mess. I'm sorry. Like, it, it was it was really good, but it was very, yeah. I just feel like it was a bit of a mess. But yeah, the dolphin POV Also, crazy. I do want to point out that Blackwell says before releasing them that um, if they want to be treated like equals, this is part of the bargain. They, these these uh, dolphins are using are, are working for their freedom like slaves. It makes no sense. Like even from that, I'm like, huh? They're literally yeah. dolphins. <laughs> what do you mean work for their treated like equals? Like what yeah. are you talking about? I don't know about this. I don't know. It made it's so yeah. bizarre. So bizarre. I also think like what I found interesting about this section as well is that I feel like people like create their own narratives, right? Like Theo Blackwell is creating the narrative that they are working for their freedom and we're collaborating and whatever. And then we see their POV and they're kind of just like, guess we're going to go out and see what we can do. And like, there are obviously three different POVs and like there's one person, you know, one POV that's saying like, I'm just going to go out and see what I can get. The second POV is saying, my brother's always like super brave and I'm trying to be cautious. And then the third POV that's saying, I'd rather die in the ocean than die in captivity. Yeah, Kearney is the one that said that. He he was basically like, there's no way I'm going back. I'm uh, like with anything. I'm not telling them anything. I'm just going to swim as far away as I can. Yeah, again, I found these POVs interesting. I just feel like the the story of them being like intelligent enough to consent to something like this, I think is crazy. (laughs) That I thought was ridiculous. but yeah, again, I do think when she when she switches from like the humans to the fish, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I do think like the the variety of POVs was pretty interesting. Again, I just think it was just too many. There was too much to like work with. Yeah, let's talk about the mermaid POVs. The mermaid POVs, yeah, because that show was really interesting. Yeah. So we're kind of told that they, uh, well. They find out that they can communicate in three different languages. One of them is signed. One of them is they have this ability to mimic the sounds that they hear. So they do, they they use that to kind of uh, um, uh, communicate with each other. And then the other one, what was the other one? I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter, I guess. But I really like there was a scene where they're kind of like, arguing with each other and their hands are like signing really fast and like that was really scary (laughs) i didn't like that i'm assuming this is like later in the book 
it might have been later in the book. It was when it was when I think it was uh, night fell and they were trying to like decide like strategize how they're gonna take over the ship oh. and they're just like furiously just like like talking to okay. each other and like arguing about the the like oh we should all just like swarm it or like no we should go in waves or like whatever that was like really interesting um, to like see how they kind of like have uh, front lines and they kind of like aim to hit the boat from the inside out by like aiming to like swim and or like well not swim but like crawl I guess what do what do what do mermaids do wiggle <laughs> like crawl to the center and then eat their yeah. way out like that's so that was like really cool like the science stuff as like the hyper realistic elements of this of this book was yeah. were done yeah. really really well like you can tell that she took forever to research yeah. this stuff like I don't even know like how long it would take me to 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 do something yeah. like this that was actually one of the things that i really liked about the book was that the science tracks like to the point where i was like okay so yes mermaids are real of course let's go <laughs> like it made total sense to me especially when at some point they capture a mermaid and they're talking about like what it looks like and how it works and whatever it like it completely made sense to me like that this is mm-hmm. why I, I got so frustrated at times where i was like what is this science like the science of Tori surviving in water for that long and Loki the dolphins, that was why I would get frustrated because I was like, there's so much of the science that's so sound that you're making me believe in mermaids. Like the book made me believe in mermaids. Like why? And anyways, yeah, I think she, she definitely knows what she was doing. Yeah, like anatomy wise and all that stuff. Very, very well done. Um, even though, even though, unfortunately, the mermaids were very underutilized, even in the third act. Even in the third act, um, again they have this like mimicking power. Mm-hmm. Power. <laughs> Me coming from fantasy, <laughs> this ability. <laughs> they have this ability to mimic people's voices. They could have done. She could have done so many creepy things with that. One of the things she could have done was try and trick Jacques, mm-hmm. who's uh, one of the hunters. Yeah. So they they hired two hunters who are like really ruthless called Mishi and Sharp. They're like yeah. hunters. Hunters, hunters, hunters. They are yeah. horrible people. You, The moment they're introduced on the page, you're like, okay, we yeah. hate these people. They specifically go after endangered animals. Yeah. At some point, Michi dies. That was a pretty bad death, right? Michi's death was... That was the gore. That was the gore. <laughs> oh that was the gore in the whole book. That was it. But yeah, it could have been used to like trick Jacques into thinking that maybe... Because he doesn't know that she's dead yet. At, like at the point where I'm th- the the point where I'm thinking he's like out roaming the halls and like trying to find them, try to shoot something down. That could have been used, I think, to trick him into thinking that she's there, and maybe kill him that way. But that's not how he died. Um, but yeah, no. Let's talk about Richie's death for a second. Her death was disgusting, and the way that it happened was so unfortunate. Basically, what happened? A mermaid was coming at her. Let's call them sirens from now on because they are established as sirens. So they. One of them is like coming at her and someone shoots it, but because it's an enclosed space, the bullet ricochets through the mermaid and then at her, like through her shoulder. And it turns out that these sirens are toxic. So the bullet is laced with, 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 a mer- with the siren's uh, blood. Suddenly, like she can't move. She's convulsing. She's having, um, she keeps having like epileptic shocks and then she dies. And then the doctors are like, there's literally nothing we could have done. Like, we tried everything we could because she does get taken to the medical wing. 
And then we come back to the medical wing a couple chapters later and her face is like collapsing in on itself. And like, they're like, this is a biohazard. Do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the spoiler, not the spoiler, but like the ultimate ending and the final mermaid or like what the... Yeah. Are you disappointed? Yes. <laughs> okay, it turns out all the sirens are men or male. And the reason why they're so aggressive and the reason why they're there to just like take, take, take from the people, to take, take the people from the ship is because uh, there's a mother mermaid who's like huge. Like think of a, think of a, a beehive. She's like, the, there's a queen, basically. Okay. And she, like, sends out, like, some, some kind of hormone thing that makes them so overly, like, sexual and overly okay. aggressive and all that stuff. And that's why they basically, they're so aggressive. Oh, that's why they're so aggressive. okay. And are they, like, gathering food for her? Yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but the, in the spoilers, they were like, she's huge. She's, like, the size of the ship. And they're, like... The, the male sirens are working to, like, appease her, basically, to, like, keep her... Because if, if they don't, then she, she's going to, like, surface, is, is, like, the concern. She surfaces, and, but she, like, eats them as well. She, like, eats her own, like, children. I think that's what... Or, I think that's why they're, like... They're also, yeah. like, freaking out, because they're just like, we need to get our shit together. Maybe. Yeah, we need to get food for her. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was, can I just say that while Tori was diving under the ship to get to that tube, uh, the mother was coming up. Really? Yeah. That's when we realized Tori's the one that puts it together, uh, that, oh, uh, there's, there's like a, there's a mother down there. Um, but yeah, the, the way they found a way to kind of, uh. Um, what is it called? Repel all these creatures, like all the mermaids and the mother. The reason why... I remember reading about that and I was like, okay. Girl, <laughs> the reason why they come out at night is because they don't like light, which makes so much sense because they're creatures of the deep, okay? And I had figured that out in the beginning of the book. Like, beginning of the second act, I was like, okay, so they don't like sunlight, so maybe if you guys flash some lights at them, they won't come at yep. you. Yep. Yeah, and do they do that? No. No. No, they figured it out at the end. A bunch of scientists who are talking to me about sonar waves and mapping out the bottom of the ocean with sound and talking to me about uh, uh, mermaid anatomy and venoms and all that stuff. And I, I'm like, none of you figured that out? I studied journalism <laughs> and I figured that out. <laughs> it's like, what is it? How many scientists does it take to turn a light on in a boat? That's literally For like... real? It's <laughs> literally that joke. Like... Is it one of those things where, like, you're so smart you can't come up with the simple, like, the easier, like, the most simple solution? <sighs> Confusing. I don't know. Be and Dr. Toth was saying, come nighttime, we're going to get swarmed. And they did. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't think to turn a light on? Because maybe they're, they, they, they're sensitive to light? That just makes sense. And someone... Oh, my God, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't with this book. I can't. Like, there were a lot of things that I liked about it, but the bad things were mm. glaring. Mm bad yeah. and I'm pretty sure that this book has like an audience it has its own thing it has its own thing yeah. going on for sure yeah, it does um, like if you have a science background I think you will find these things fascinating even though they have a healthy dose of fiction yeah. but like I think you'll really enjoy it um, I saw someone oh, I think I read some somewhere that people were saying it like they were comparing it to Jurassic Park but like in water and alien, and alien. 
Um, yeah. Alien for its like actual storyline, like the storyline follows a lot of like plot points in Alien. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like Jaws, Jurassic Park, if you're into that shit and you love science, this book is for you for sure. So yeah. like structure wise, I think the structure was mainly what I enjoyed about the book, um, even though I'm criticizing it the was interesting stuff. Um, she, Mary Grant uses like press releases, interviews, like quotes, uh, found footage, journal entries, like journal entries, whatever, like all of these things, um, as like framing devices throughout the book, like to, to change like plot points in the beginning of chapters, whatever. I particularly loved the intro before the story actually starts where we, we find Mm. out what, like, it's almost like we're looking at found footage of what happened on the previous ship. Then there's another, Mm -hmm. like, again, the stories are all really interesting. It's just too much. But there's, like, a party ship that this, like, really rich guy takes out out into, like, the Mariana Trench. And he's trying to have, like, a cool, like, I'm a rich person. I can do anything I want cruise. Um, And we, like, find, there's, like, a story between two of these women, one of whom is, like, an investigative, like, (laughs) like, a P.I., and the other one is, like, yeah. a journalist, and she's trying to, like, catch the, the main rich guy in, in the act, and the PI is, like, hired by his wife to see if he's cheating on her. Yeah. And I was like, that story's so yeah. interesting, and it gets cut by, like, the mermaids attacking them. And, like, there were so many things. I was like, there's so many, like, I don't know, there's, like, a lot yeah, about again, the, the book though, is really interesting. Again, though, we got so much backstory on that whole, like, cruise thing, for literally for yeah. no reason. I mean, I guess... I don't know. I guess it kind of like helped to raise the stakes that that we kind of like got hooked by the by the backstory of those two characters. Yeah. I think like there was there but was like, more tension in that section know. than there was in the rest of the book for yeah. me personally. Definitely. Yeah. Act 2 was I'm so sorry to say it it was torture to get yeah. through. Um again, there were aspects of the book that I really liked. Honestly, uh, I would not read it again because I I got what I came for, I guess. That's enough. But, like, God, yeah. I, I don't know. Even, I, I told you at some point, I was like, I feel like I'm being punished for liking this book. <laughs> like, yeah. Why is she doing Like, why? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Definitely. From what I've read about the spoilers, it's implied that there's going to be a sequel. How do you feel about that? About a sequel to this book? Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I God, do, would I read it? The thing, the thing about me is that once I start something and then I'm curious about it, I want to know more. It's what yeah. it was the driving force to me finishing this book. So I Fair kind enough. of want to know, but I don't want to put myself through that again. So I guess I'm just gonna do what you did and read spoilers. Probably, I, I wouldn't blame you. I think you should try the book because maybe she'll change her. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think that the criticism of this book got to her. Only because there are so many like fan people of this book out there talking about again talking yeah. about all this tension, all the gore, all the scaries, all the like. Oh, it was so well written and all that stuff. Like even someone, um, uh, someone that I really, really, really respect uh, online who talks, who gives like book reviews, says that this was a great mm-hmm. book and. We didn't talk about this, but the representation in this book was amazing. Like, to, oh my God. to the point yeah. where I kind of want to learn ASL. Because, like, one mm-hmm. of the characters that survives is kind of like, 
none of these people understand ASL. Like, why do they expect me to like learn their language? Da, da, da. And she was completely mm-hmm. right. Like, she was completely yeah. right. She's, but um, yeah. So the, the those aspects of the book were also really great. Like, there, uh, uh, Mr. Blackwell has a chronic illness, like a chronic like pain. Oh, pain and stuff like he, after he an accident like, yeah he has like an injury yeah like a, like a work injury basically yeah so he has that um obviously the bio representation was pretty good too like there was a moment where they're talking about how like uh, where um tori's kind of insecure about what uh, what olivia will think about her being bi because she's like there are uh there are people who don't mind you liking other girls and there are people who don't mind you liking other guys but when it's both it suddenly becomes an issue which yeah. is so true, yeah. like by visibility. It's very true. Is is um, is a interesting subject, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I think I think all of all of that representation was really cool. Like, but especially the twins and the and the and the and mm-hmm. the representation of the deaf community was insanely well done. Like, really, really mm-hmm. well done. Did it feed into the plot? No. It was there for your information. Um, but, I, <laughs> but I really like there, that. There was a trope, though. There, cause, So, I, I when I was looking at spoilers, there were... I, I found this page that was talking about, like, the different, like, tropes in books. And while I agree with you that the deaf representation, I do actually think... I mean, obviously, neither of us can can speak for the deaf, commu- of course deaf community at all. Yeah. For, I think from books that I've read where there are deaf people, for sure, this is, like one of the better ones i do i did notice that there was a trope of like like people with disabilities if you're deaf especially in a horror movie you're gonna die Mm -hmm. like it's inevitable that you die Mm -hmm. um i'm assuming since you didn't say that holly lives that she also dies no 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 she survived okay she survived survived. there we go at least one half at least um but yeah but I, i don't even really think that counts in that in that sense um so i do agree with you like the representation was complete, like off the charts for sure. Yeah. Um, and I again, I don't even think it was because there were so many characters. I just think Mira Grant is very good at writing like characters with like like fully fledged characters. Whether they have like relevance to the plot at all is another question. Yeah, but oh my God. yeah, yeah, she's very good at writing characters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Final thoughts. Final, final thoughts. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really wanted to like this mm. book. Again, I think the story is very interesting. I think, I still think Mira Grant is a really like talented writer. I, th- mm-hmm. I think she's very creative. Like I said, for you to write in a way where I'm not questioning the existence of mermaids, you've like nailed it. Mm-hmm. Especially in sci-fi, you've nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just so much that like hindered my enjoyment of the book. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the POV, most of the POV switches, not all of them. Um, I think, like, the book goes on tangents, like, full-on tangents about, like, you know, whether it's a climate change thing, whether it's, like, this is how the ship was built, like, whatever, it, like, breaks into... And I don't think it, like, I don't think she fitted in in a way where it's not taking too much of the story. Like, I would literally forget what point in the story we were because of the exposition. Mm -hmm. Um... I think there were too many characters, like I mentioned before, that it made it kind of hard for me to care about a lot of, like, the main characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Because I, I didn't know who to root for. Like, yeah. I didn't know who was going to, like, last and who wasn't. Um, and what's another one? Uh, yeah, I think generally, if like I mentioned, if you like Jaws or Jurassic Park, I think you're really going to like this. If you're, like, interested in science as well, 
like marine related science specifically, I think you're going to enjoy this book. Um, and I genuinely understand why a lot of people like the book. It just didn't work for me. Like it wasn't something that worked for me personally, which is unfortunate. But yeah. Well, I kind of feel like I should have like I should have come out of this reading experience with a freaking degree in marine <laughs> biology, first of all. Like, I, I feel like I deserve that. For real? But, um, uh, yeah, no, uh, I totally agree. Like, Mira Grant has the skill. Yeah. Like, the skill is there. If this book had been maybe 200 pages less, because it was like 500 pages, if it was maybe 200 pages less and we just kind of got to the plot points a little bit more efficiently and cut down on the cast and allowed um, allowed the kind of main characters to flourish, it would not only help the pacing of the book, it would also help, the again, the tension of this book, right? The tension and the horror aspect of this book a lot more. I think the mermaids could have been utilized a lot better. Like, we get all the science stuff, which is fascinating and was done very expertly. But I feel like as a narrative device, as a, an aspect of the book that's suppo- I, I, that I feel is supposed to be more dynamic, we, we lost it there a little bit. We lost it there. Um, but yeah, I mean, would I read this again? Again, no. Will I read the next book? No, probably, maybe, probably not. I'll start it and see. But at the moment I feel like I want to rip my hair out, I'm stopping it. I'm not putting myself through that unless it's like for a podcast. I, I don't know if there's like an official, like if she's officially said she's writing a sequel. I think it's just implied because of the way the book ended, I think. Um, what, what I read was that... Um, it hasn't been commissioned by her editor. It's just her writing it. Oh, okay. So, so she's we don't writing know if it. it's actually going to see. Okay. Yeah. But we don't know if it's ever going to see the light of day is basically what I'm saying. Okay. It, ha- it needs to be picked up. But um, yeah. Yeah. Some great moments. Some. Ho- but no, I just, I can't with this book. I give it. What did, what, how, give me your rating, Addy. Give me your rating. I gave it a three mainly because... Really? I was going to... Okay, listen. I was going to give it a two. But then I realized, like, okay. I don't think that's fair because it's not necessarily that the book... Like, again, like I said, the story's interesting. The writing is great. It just didn't work for my brain. Like, and I mm. understand why so many people liked it. I gave it a three because it was like, objectively, I do think it's a good book. Um, my criticisms that I think are fair, that aren't, like, obje- like that aren't subjective, are that... Like you mentioned, a lot of the exposition cuts into the tension. And I didn't like the POV switches. I don't think she did it particularly well for a lot of the book. Okay. Um, okay. So I think it's a three. I think it's like a solid three. I would recommend it to people who are interested in like these mm-hmm. types of books. I just didn't finish it. How, how did you rate it? <laughs> okay, I also gave it a three. Because I could sense the amount of work that went mm-hmm. into this book. Um, and there was like a very nice balance in it in, in, in certain aspects. Again, I just like, I want to give it a 1.5 because I feel like I deserve, I deserve compensation for making it to the end, but also it's a three, but it's also a Mm 1.5, but it's also a three. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like if you were being subjective, it would be a 1.5, but objectively it's a 3. Yeah, kind of. Even though I don't really rate things objectively, I just rate them what I think 
you know, very, very, very subjectively. But in this case, I just can't. I don't have the heart to. Mm-hmm. I don't have the heart to give you a 1.5. Yeah. I'm going to give you a 3. That's fair. Um, That's just with, like, a lot of difficulty, man. This is the first time we're on the same, immediately on the same page. I had to be convinced for the oh, Pisces. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's cool. Okay, so that's the end of this episode of Readers Also Enjoyed. We hope you had a good time. And if you're entertained enough to follow along with us, we're going to be covering The Salt Girls Heavy by Cassandra Khan next. And that's going to be the final book in this A Little Mermaid for some episode thing that we're doing. <laughs> if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with us uh, about the book or about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us on our social media at Readers Also Enjoyed uh, on TikTok and on Instagram. Or you could send us an email at readersalsoenjoyed at gmail.com. Till next time, don't let the dolphins get ya. They will... <laughs> They will lecture you about poetry and culture <laughs> and philosophy. <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>